When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everyone, welcome in to the Dublin to the Denver podcast on the Mile High Report Podcast Network. My name is Michael McQuaid, joined by Colin Cronin, Stuart Roach. It is week one of the NFL season. Delighted to be here, gentlemen. Uh, on the cusp of another Broncos season, the hope, the expectation, the excitement, the fear, the worry, the sadness, every emotion you feel with this team. Colin, first of all, welcome back. I'm presuming you're extremely excited at this moment. I'm I, I'm relieved to, that there's finally actual football to talk about. Um, been a week to forget off the field. I think for for the Broncos, I think everyone involved in the franchise. I would imagine from the front office to those on the roster to those in the stands to those of us all around the globe in Broncos country just want to leave this stupid no good very bad week behind we've had worse weeks we've had more tragic weeks i don't know if we've had more petty and more stupid weeks i just i'm glad that we have a game against the giants to focus on i presume you don't want to uh go into just go into detail on what you mean by patty no or even like a, a, a bullet point or the well the <laughs> Just the the LA Times story on the the QB situation last year, which was clearly just terribly handled, um, and and just a, re- a ridiculous ridiculous situation that uh, that was awfully handled by everybody concerned. The fact that, you know, it was all hinted at um, this time last year, but it it it's only really emerged now. I just don't I don't think anyone 
comes out of this well, but especially your leaders in the locker room. It's it's really not not good. And obviously, when you have an, a player arrested, um, whatever the the reasons, just just take care of business. Like handle yourself, get it all taken care of. You have enough money to be have one of the best lawyers in the state of Colorado. Frank Azar. Just get it sorted. Like, what? What's the need for having it? Like, it. I. It's just the last thing you needed. Like, we haven't been good in September. Obviously, we know that, right? We just want to focus on football, and you've all this off-field distraction. <sighs> okay, so we now, and I think it's good. It's good. It's been brought up. The negative vibes have ended. Stay on the podcast. Positive vibes. We're going to go 17 and 0. Stuart, welcome in. We're going 17 and 0, Mick. Are the Chiefs no longer in our division? Did I miss? Have they redrawn up? The... <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, look, it's, you know, I think particularly if you're not involved in the playoffs, which I, I can kind of only vaguely remember what the playoffs are as a concept, as a Broncos fan. Uh, when you're not involved in the playoffs, this the, the offseason season goes on even longer so it seems like an age since we've had broncos football to talk about meaningful broncos football um so yeah i mean i think we're we're all really looking forward to it um you know there's been a lot of talk about this team there's been a lot of talk uh about the weapons about this young team having huge amounts of potential very interesting a lot of that talk is coming from within uh the denver sort of sports writing community and denver broncos fans there's not a huge amount of love for the broncos in sort of pre-season power rankings, which I think, you know, one or two may have some kind of bias towards it. But if everybody's saying that the Broncos are in around like 22, 24, then uh, there might be something in that. But then again, you know, that's presumably sort of uh, blackboard um, bullet point motivational stuff. You know, you can get a couple of copies of those put up on the locker room and that will help. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. We do seem to have spent the entire offseason sort of focusing on the quarterback then that was um, the the quarterback competition, and I use that in the most massive inverted commas uh, that I can possibly imagine because there was no quarterback competition, as we know now. Um, then when that was decided, it was almost like, okay, so what do we talk about now? Um, so there's been quite a gap between that. So here we are finally. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing if this team, which has been kind of hyped up a little bit to see if some of it's justified, um, I don't think all of it can be justified because I think it's 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 been a little over the top, some of it, to be honest with you. But I'm looking forward to seeing if we can at least do some damage in the first couple of weeks. Absolutely. Giants first game, Jacksonville second game. The one thing, lads, about you know, maybe not having the best performance over the last few years means that there's only one uh, nighttime game for us. So it's great for us. The game's on at 9, 9.25 our time, 2.25 Mountain. Delighted with that, I'm not going to lie. Perfect timing. Uh, Broncos going to MetLife Stadium to play the Giants. They were in MetLife Stadium last year against the Jets on Thursday Night Football. That was a nice performance. Let's hope we can repeat that performance. Maybe get a couple of duty touchdowns this week. Um, I guess just starting off with yourself, Colin, what's your thoughts on this matchup against the Giants? I think we're getting them at the right time. Yeah, I, I definitely think that that we are. I mean, look, Dave Gettleman, it hasn't gone off to the start that I think they wanted. 
like he is entering his uh, fourth year as uh, the the Giants general manager, and uh, they, I believe, are currently on uh, the run of the the worst kind of three year uh, stretch in uh, Giants football. Um, so it 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 certainly has not been a, a, a happy uh, a happy few years for the Giants. Very similar to to us in many ways, and um, but they they have retained faith, I suppose, in Daniel Jones. Um, but they seem to be putting a line together. Uh, <laughs> In the last couple of weeks, they're bringing in guys um, ha- having realized that uh, th- things were were not good uh, there. So, you know, this is um, this is a team that was the talk of the NFL during training camp. Uh, there was the brawl in which their franchise QB ended up at the uh, bottom of the pile. That's really the, the last thing you want to see. They had four different players retire uh, during training camp. Um, like, you know, I mean, Oscar Wilde famously said, like, you know, one, one is, uh, un- unfortunate, two is careless. What is four, uh, is, is, is what you'd, uh, you'd wonder. I think they more than anybody are the biggest kind of boom and bust team in the NFL, given the division that, that they are in, because it's really up to, to anybody. But the other thing about them is that they do have plenty of playmakers. Now we're fortunate in that. How fit is, is Barkley is obviously coming off that major injury last year. Um, and some of the, the, the guys they've drafted or have brought in in free agency, have they had uh, time to, to gel? So yeah, I, I absolutely agree. If, uh, for a time to play them I think this is it Absolutely and you're talking about one is that and two is that four is an omni shambles Colin I've always wanted to use that word in the podcast <laughs> omni shambles Stuart I would look at this Giants team and, and you know and we, we, we've said this last week Stuart we we have to have a high expectations of this Broncos team you know the moves they have made the players they have a quarterback that's experienced like Teddy Bridgewater, that is there to hopefully bridge that gap to get us, hopefully, to maybe a wild card spot in the playoffs or a playoff berth this year. We have to have high expectations. And I, I look at the Giants team this week's year, and, and I just think, if we're not winning that, I mean, come on, you know? Like Daniel Jones, do, do you believe, Stuart, that Daniel Jones is worthy of playing for the New York Giants? Michael, I said a couple of weeks ago when when the um, when, when supposedly Lock and Bridgewater were still duking it out that I don't think Daniel Jones is a better quarterback than Drew Lock. I think Drew Lock has more natural talent than Daniel Jones. The only difference was that Daniel Jones was drafted way too high in the first round, and Lock uh, was drafted in the second round. You could also argue that Lock had the misfortune of being drafted by the Denver Broncos, who have absolutely no idea how to develop a young quarterback, and the Giants have done that successfully in the past. So I think with somebody like Daniel Jones, this presumably now would be the season where they'll uh, they'll decide if he's actually going to be the, the quarterback of the future. Um, as Colin was saying, they're, they're trying to put some kind of a line together. I think they drafted Andrew Thomas last year. and They drafted a wide receiver early this year. They, they've also, um, Nate Solder is the other tackle. Nate Solder has been hot and cold over the years. Um so I think that they're trying to get the pieces in place. I think Colin Foots and obviously Saquon Barkley, a fully fit Saquon Barkley is a, is a frightening proposition for any team, even a defense as loaded as ours. 
And uh, to me, the biggest loss that they have is Evan Ingram, um, who is a tight end, um, who's a very dynamic tight end. A non-dynamic tight end is liable to go off on a career day against us, has been proven over the years. So somebody who's actually really talented would kill the Denver Broncos, regardless of the defense that we have. Um, it's a it's a it's a problem that we've never been able to deal with. I think we've gotten close a couple of times. Some Wade's defense in 2015 struggled a bit with tight ends, but they weren't decimated by them. Um, so Evan Ingram was a huge loss. I think uh, Kyle Rudolph is probably going to be uh, the tight end this week. I think he's done well against us in the past, but he's getting towards the end of his NFL career. So um, Kenny Galladay is a dangerous wide receiver, but you'd like to think that you know the strength of our team matches up very well with 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 them. You know, Galladay is a threat, but you should be able to take care of him. And the rookie, I can't remember the rookie wide receiver, Shepard is decent, but he's not anything spectacular. Um, so, you know, they can't really lean on the run uh, if Saquon is on a pitch count. He's still going to be dangerous. You still expect him to go for, you know, for something significant. But, yeah, this is this is the time to get at them. I think I didn't really know a huge amount about the New York Giants, apart from Collins talking about the, the retirements. Um, so I went on a couple of their fan sites. It's interesting to see their perspective. I think they, they think the Broncos are talented. With very little respect for Bridgewater. Um, their whole thing seems to be if we stop their run, they think Melvin Gordon and and um, Williams are going to be very dangerous. So they seem to be trying to focus on stopping the run and making Bridgewater throw it, uh, which I thought was interesting. So I think that's the, the, that runs counter to the belief that some of the Broncos fans, I think, seem to have in Teddy. Um, you know, but I think we need to, to establish the run anyway. I think regardless of who the quarterback is, that should be the identity of the team to run the ball well and have a really stingy defense. Um, Giant secondary is probably the best part of their team. I think they've got some real playmakers playmakers back there and they gave the Seahawks who started um the Seahawks started none of their uh starters against us but then I think they played quite a few of them against the Giants and the Giants secondary gave um Russell Wilson some you know gave them a lot of problems so they do have some playmakers back there so I don't think we're gonna we're gonna put 35 points on them um I think it'll be a tough tight game I think you've got two pretty good defenses and two offenses to you know to be to be sort of confirmed as to what exactly they are identity wise Absolutely spot on. And I actually, Colin, we were chatting to an Irish Giants fan of the weekend and he, and he was sort of saying, you know, who's going to be the running back? Like, the threat that we have there with Gordon and Williams is, is something else. And I, I really think that's going to be key to the game. But another key to the game, Colin, Pat Sertain. The, just the references, the quotes coming out of the Valley, even this last week, from reputable people like Tom Palacero, James Palmer, saying about his progression in camp. This is his moment, isn't it, in this first game to make a statement, not just to the team, but to the division and the league, saying, I, of course, he was the right pick, but I was the right pick. Any Broncos fans that had the doubts and feelings and stuff, look at me now. I mean, I, I've i got a feeling, Colin, this, this could be a big game for him on Sunday. Well, look, we know he's going to be a very good player. Like, I mean, all anyone, anyone who who doubts his ability never watched the guy. I don't think that's the issue with the draft. And look, it's it's done now. Um, I think it will be debated over pints for time immemorial, but we are we are we are. Pat Sertain, um, I, I'm interested to see how and 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 where and uh we we use him. Um I'm interested to see how um Vic Fangio's 
defense will will look. I'm really glad Mike Purcell is back because I think he is such a key piece in terms of stopping the run. Um, because when he, like, if you go back two years, right, before um, Purcell comes in, teams run all over us. Then at the beginning of last year, there were other issues. But while Mike Purcell was fit, teams couldn't run all over us. Once Mike Purcell went out, they could run all over us. So um, if it, the, if you can't obviously stop you know, the, the run, t- it, it makes it a hell of a lot easier for teams. Whereas if you can stop the run and they have to kind of throw the ball, it's going to give playmakers um, on defense that, that opportunity. We know how important takeaways are. Um, they, and, that, and that was an area we were dead last um, la- last year um, in terms of giving the ball away, but not, not getting um, takeaways in any way, shape, or form. Pat Sertain should certainly be uh, a danger in that uh, respect. Obviously, there there was that nice play in preseason against the Vikings, but he's done it kind of throughout college as well. Um, Kyle Fuller is another who, who you'd look to. So obviously, look, that revamp secondary, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline is uh is going to be uh hugely important um there ha- there was some talk during the week about bryce callahan and, and could he be traded but as we record um that that hasn't happened i hope it doesn't happen um i think bryce callahan is a fantastic player i don't think he plays 16 games because it just it, it's never happened in, in his career but i think when he is on the field he's he's very very talented and, that, and that's what you want you want options especially given the injury concerns that we have had but you have you know two super established safeties um there who are going to help out the the cornerbacks you have a number of you know uh established cornerbacks as, as well so i i think the the de- look the defense should be set up to go off the issue is for <laughs> we don't seem to be able to get von miller and bradley chubb on the the field um, I, again, at, at the time of recording, um, the Broncos are practicing, but Bradley Chubb is not in pads. So what does that mean for Sunday? Will Vaughn be on account given that they're, they're just bringing him back? So there are questions, uh, at, at that side of things, but the secondary should, should be, uh, very, very good. One thing, Stuart, that's. Ian Sinclair, Adam Mallon, and I brought up on their podcast this week was also the emotion of the game. And I'm going to add another factor to this. The first game back with full crowds in MetLife for the Giants, you know, for the players, that's a huge incentive for them. But also it being the 20th anniversary of 9-11 as well. And, and I guess all of that's, I guess, pre-game. There will probably be ceremonies as well. You know, you have to think as well, that, that can have a massive impact on the game as well. That, that, that I guess that emotion. Yeah, I, I think a couple of weeks ago when, when we, we spoke about our um, our season predictions, I, I think 
Colm, you were a little bit nervous about this game, and I think I'm a, I'm a little bit nervous about this game as well. I mean, I think that's that's a that's a pretty it's an intimidating enough stadium to go into. I think particularly um um and, and, and like we don't tend to do well on the East Coast. We don't. Um, now I think we're lucky. It's not the, the the East Coast early kickoffs that which are at six o'clock for us on the Sunday. Our record in those is a, is is abysmal. So in some ways, I think that's a little bit better for us. But yeah, like there's always a couple of crazy results in week one as well. You know, like um, wasn't it like two years ago? The Jags, Jags, yeah. uh, la- the Jags getting the win over the Colts last year is one that definitely jumps out from. Week yeah, one. and I think we made two years ago. Do you remember the Browns were massively hyped going into the season? And they got absolutely rinsed. I can't remember who it was. I think it might be the opposite this week, Stuart. I think the Browns could pull off. Yeah, no, a I, I, massive I think, result on Sunday. Look, you know, I I think the Browns are. Are, are are really you know themselves and the bills are, are a great story and it just finally shows if you if you get the right pieces in place and if you persevere with the young quarterback then occasionally you know good things can happen but that you know that's crazy talk for where we're from um but no i i, I think you, you're always allowed to get a couple of crazy results as i say um i wouldn't this is the, the only week of the nfl i wouldn't bet um and i like for our american listeners they're only allowed to bet around nfl games recently whereas we've been doing it for years i wouldn't touch week one of the nfl when it comes to betting i wouldn't go near it because you know there's always going to be a, a result that just blows your mind uh, hopefully it's not us uh unusually for the broncos we're uh three point favorites on the road um so i think you know the expectation is we we win a tight one um so yeah, no, it, it those th- things that you were talking about, Michael, that they, they are factors. You know, it's going to be a full crowd. They're a raucous crowd. They're not a bad team, the Giants. It's just kind of hard to know where they're at, really. I mean, their record was kind of similar to ours last year. I know we've had a good off season, um, but there's no reason to think that we're vastly superior to the Giants. I expect this to be a tight game that could probably go either way, uh, depending on how things shape up. I, I don't expect a blowout for certainly for either team. I don't expect a blowout for the Broncos because we don't. We don't score enough points to blow people out. So. Yeah, and I guess before we actually look at who we think might win and why today, uh, on Sunday, sorry, Colm, what would a win on Sunday do for this team? Never mind Coach Fangio. You know, September, a win in September, you know, I almost feel like I'm cursing myself saying it. It's been such a long time that we've had that feeling. Um how would this set us up going into the rest of the season? Because I personally think if we win on Sunday, that just I think that makes that Jacksonville game so much easier. It really does. It gives us that takes the monkey off the back almost. Yeah, well, I think if you don't win, then the talk around September and the Broncos not winning in in September becomes incessant, and it goes from a thing Broncos fans are are focused on to perhaps a national media narrative, because all of a sudden you're you're zero and eight, and it's three seasons in a row where the Broncos have have lost the the opener. So it's it's important, I think, in terms of changing the narrative. If this is the season where which is supposed to turn the the narrative around and it's supposed to be about getting uh, the Broncos back to, to winning football, then it has to begin in week one. And yes, going to the East Coast is is never easy, as, as Stuart rightly points out. And it is, um, you know, but it, it, those early games where we really struggle. But this is not a a wonderful Giants team. Um, it's it's a team which is very 
it is very similar to us in many ways. Like if you look at these two teams, we were 28th in points per game last year. We haven't been above uh, 20. We haven't been out of the 20s since 2015. The Giants have in, in fairness to them. But last year they were 31st. We were 28. Um, it's a it's teams where both of the the local um you know the fans and local media will talk about the, the the amount of playmakers that each of these teams have drafted brought in um you know in terms of both wide receivers tight ends running backs because they you know they've Kyle Rudolph now um but can can the QBs do it? Can either of these teams score points? But I think if if we want to see the Broncos, you know, have a, a winning season, even if it isn't playoff football, but if we want a winning season, you you need to to win uh, week um, week one because I expect the Jags to win. I mean, yes, they have all sorts of issues, but they're they're playing the Texans week one. Right. I mean, the Texans traded away Bradley Roby to today. Like they are they're anyone who has any sort of ability they're trying to get rid of. So I would expect mm. the Jags to win that game. So they're going into it one and oh. You want to be going into it one and oh and not oh and one. Because again, you're you're on you're on the road. So I think a, a win is is important. It's something that we really need. At the end of the other shirt before we get our predictions for game one. No, I think Colin's dead right. And also, interestingly enough, looking at the Giants today, something I, I wasn't aware of because they've kind of sort of faded from importance in the last couple of years. The Giants are actually probably worse than we are when it comes to the first two games of the season. Their record in the opening two games of the season for the last, I think, six or seven is dreadful. They're terrible. So, um, you know, this could be like round 15 of a, of a, of a championship fight to see who falls over first. So you've got two of the worst starters in the NFL when it comes to September games um, going at it. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think what Colin was saying, you know, you don't want to invest things with must win now because it is still week one. But I think the, the, the weight of what's happened in the past, also the weight of expectation, that's been placed on the team by by Broncos fans. I think you kind of have to win this game. You you really do because as we touched on last week, you have to go three and zero. You really have to go. This team has to go three and zero because if it doesn't go three and zero, then the the tests become much much harder very very quickly. And before you know it, you can find yourself three and five. You know, so you need that that bit of buffer. You need that bit of cushion at the start. We've been gifted a, a pretty easy start as things go. Uh, we haven't been in the last couple of years. Last year's start was brutal on reflection. Now, when you look back on it, this year it's pretty easy. So you have to take advantage of that. So you, you need to win those opening three games somehow. It doesn't matter if you win them all by one field goal in each game. You just have to win them. Absolutely. And it's not like Stephen Kenny for Ireland this week, is it? You know, it's not a must-win game. So I'm joking. Let's see what happens. I had to get that. It's been a hard week for people over here. A very hard week. Um. Okay, it's a short enough episode this week, so let's get our final predictions ahead of week one. I'll go last column. Do you want to go? So who's going to get the win on Sunday in that life and why? I I think the I, I think the, the Broncos need to to win this game. I think that overall we're healthier than the the Giants are. I mean realistically, Saquon is the Giants' best player. He is not 
healthy. He is coming off um, that 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 serious injury. Uh, they that their line that they that they'll have out there won't have played together. Um, so you know we we've talked all all off season about the stability that the Broncos have had in terms of the coaching staff. Um, there haven't been the those injuries um, that we saw last season. The the Broncos should win this game. I think they can win this game. Um, I don't expect uh, a high scoring game um, in in either way. It is going to to be a battle because you've got two good um, defenses. But if the Broncos are going to go anywhere, they 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 need to to win a game on the road as well um and i think they can um probably 7 17 14 uh so, sort of thing it's uh, not going to be one that is uh very memorable not going to uh feature too too frequently on uh on red zone i would imagine and and brandon mcmanus will earn his paycheck stuart will be you man yeah, I wish I'd written it down before Colin said it because um, I'm predicting 20 to 17 for the Broncos. Um, I think it'll be a tough game, as Colin said. There's two good defenses there. I think you've got two of probably the most boring quarterbacks in the NFL um, in Daniel Jones and Teddy Bridgewater. So for me, I'll be looking at the defenses. Um, and I think Denver's defense is potentially very exciting and very good. I mean, my, to be brutally honest, most of my focus this season is going to be on the defense because I, I expect Teddy to put us all to sleep by week eight. Um, dink and dunk. Somebody once said, um, before he got traded or before he got released, Royce Freeman was in danger of breaking the single season record for receptions. The way, uh, the way things were going in preseason, uh, sadly, that's not going to happen because Royce is no longer with the team. Uh, but no, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what this defense is like. I just hope we get to see Chubb and Miller, uh, together. Um, we haven't had anywhere near enough of that. And, and, and again, I think with I'm looking to see if Vaughn can continue to add to his Broncos sacks record. I think it'll be tight. I think it'll be a lot closer than people seem to anticipate. I do think there'll be a field goal in it. I think the Broncos have to win, and I think they just about will get it done, but it'll be a bit of a nail-biter. I agree with you guys as well. I think the Broncos will win. I think they'll win 2017. Uh, I think that's the same as you, sure, yeah? 2017. I don't think it'll be as, as low as Colin thinks, but I think it'll be up there. I think the Broncos will win 2017, score one touchdown, and McManus will score everything. Well, I mean, okay, 21-17. Okay, fair enough. I think McManus will, will earn his money. But the reason I think we'll win the game is because of the Giants' offensive line. It's not good enough. It's not good enough to beat the Broncos. Um, you know, one point he's made at the start there was, you know, how many reps does Von Miller get? You know, does he come in? Does he play the whole game? I think that's interesting, but I just don't think that offensive line is good enough for the Giants. Also, having a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, while he's not a world beater, he's structured. He knows how to play the game properly. He'll be able to manage that offense well if we get out to it quickly. Then the, the start of this game is so important. Judy in, Sutton in. No excuses. Have to win this game. No excuses whatsoever. The Broncos need to win this game. 21-17. And we're all giving them 1-0 in the season. So, boys, that, that's a good start, yeah? Good start. Well, it'll, it'll, yeah. it'll do, Michael. Yeah, I mean, just, uh, <laughs> I'm just wondering if, if Teddy's knows the game and if he's structured why do teams keep releasing him all the time that's a good question, <laughs> Very good question. Kind of i'm not saying he's a world beater but he's got <laughs> the experience he, he should know how to go to metlife stadium and take this offense and get them and this is the problem this year get them over the line will he be able to do it 
we're about to find out. We're about to find out. At least we're all agreeing that we're going to win at least. Uh, boys, yes. we're planning to be back start of the week to maybe review the game and start to look ahead to the Jaguars game. Appreciate your time. Appreciate everyone who listens to this podcast. Please give Mile High Report a, a subscribe and a like and a review as well on your podcast platform. And lads, I'll speak to you soon. Enjoy the game on Sunday and go Broncos.